Blog Talk Radio. Hello and happy Earth Day. It is 3 p.m. on April 22nd, 2017, and you are listening to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S. on Everyday Folks Radio. Welcome to what I hope will be an hour of inspiration and encouragement for all of us as we continue on our journeys towards our passions. Each show, I hope that you are able to learn something new and hear something uplifting. I also hope that you will hear something that will change the way you normally do things so that you will take your journey to the next level. This month's series is called Inspiration, and I have some inspirational posts on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash passion with an EKS, and I will continue with more posts throughout the month. If you would like to hear BJ Speaks with Billy Jones or the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop, please visit our lineup at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for your continued support for all of our shows. Shout out to my spiritual father, Apostle Carlos El Malone Sr. Congratulations on 40 years of dedicated service in ministry. You can purchase his life-changing books, like my personal favorite that helped me with the name of this show, and his book is titled The Road to Purpose, The Journey Beyond Potential, on Amazon.com. Or you can call the Bethel Church at 305-235-7423. And if you live in the South Florida area, you can join us Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. at uh, 1440 Lincoln Boulevard in Richmond Heights, Florida. And now as I wait for my guest to tune in, I am going to just share with you my grateful moments. I have been very fortunate to come in contact with some amazing people who asked to come on my show, and I'm honored by the request and happy to have people like my guest today that fit right into what I'm trying to do here on all my shows. It's author and speaker and CEO, Paul Lamar Hunter. He's joining me today to not only discuss his book, but also inspire us to look beyond our circumstances and continue to work towards realizing our passions. Paul's book is called No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child, and this book has catapulted this uh, new, new author to incredible heights and with, with local and national television and radio appearances. And you can find more about him on paulamarhunter.com. Excuse me. Now, if you have any more questions, um, you can also you can call in at 347-539-5372, or you can email me at anikpassionjourney at gmail.com. And when you're on the phone, you can press the number one on your keypad to let me know that you have a question, and you, or, you, of course, you can always send me an email. Now, I'm still waiting for the guests to come on. But while I'm doing that, I want to go ahead and just let you know that one of the main reasons why I have the certain guests that you've been hearing for the past few shows is because these people, they fit very well into the inspiration series. And the reason why is because they, as, you, as you've heard, they've come overcome some uh, tragedies in their life and they've, they've even though they have gone through these tragedies, they've gone on to be able to, uh, to soar in their lives, and they've been able to accomplish, to accomplish their dreams and, and become successful. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted you to hear their stories and hear how they were able to go from the difficulties in life to becoming successful and and those are the kinds of stories that I like to share on this sto- on this show because I know a lot of us we we go through so many different things in life, and we don't feel like we can we can get out of that. We don't feel like we can go to the next level, and so that's why I like to bring these people on to show you that there are people out there that can do it. There are people out there who have done it, 
and um, and and just wanted to inspire you to do the same as well. So I want to make sure that you get that kind of information as as well. And I am still waiting for him to contact me back, but that's okay. We will just go ahead and move on. Now, Paul is a motivational speaker. He's the CEO of his own company, and he wrote this book called No Love, No Charity, The Success of a 19th Child, based on the fact that he is the 19th child of 21 children. <laughs> that, is, that is incredible. 21 children. So and 18 of the children, including himself, are now uh, have survived. Um, there have been some deaths in his family. There have been some situations, some, some terrible situations that he has lived through. And he, and even though he has gone through all these different things, he has come out on the other side stronger and better. And as a matter of fact, he's actually first in his family to graduate and get his bachelor's degree. And so you think about just the, the dark times in your life and the dark things that you're going through and and it almost seems like there is just this wall that you cannot break through. I'd just like you to to know that, that it is possible for you to break down that wall and to get on the other side and to not only succeed but actually soar. That is that is that is the the, the, the greatest thing that can happen to somebody, that they can actually go from being 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 neglected as Paul has, suffering deaths in the family, um, tragic deaths in the family, and actually going from feeling like he wasn't loved, wasn't wanted, to actually becoming, like I said, the first in his family to graduate from college and receive his bachelor's degree, bachelor's of science degree, in fact, and also be successful with this show. Um, it's very unlikely that somebody would go from being the 19th child and being coming from poverty and coming from neglect and um, all the things that he has come from to now being a successful author who has had tele- television show appearances as well as uh, national and local and national television show appearances. He's been on Fox and Friends, the Tom Joyner Morning Show. He's been on um, the, um, the, what's the other show? Um, he's been on, uh, oh, I can't think of it right now, but I will. But irregardless of that, he has gone from the, the depths, just the, just the lowest depths, to being able to share his story with, millions of uh, of people that have, are actually tuning in to all of these different shows. And so, and that's just a credit, that's an incredible thing. That's an incredible thing to, to be able to do. And also just the fact that he has been able to um, get through uh, a tumultuous relationship with his mother. And, and, and let me tell you, if you read this book, <laughs> you will learn that they have quite a tumultuous relationship. And, you may think he actually hates his mother, but in fact, he actually loves her. And he, I, I'm hoping that one of the things that he'll be able to answer for me is that they actually mended their relationships. So um, as soon as he comes on, I will let you know. But in the meantime, we will go ahead and continue talking because one, another thing I wanted to share with you is that next week I'm going to pick up the idea. I, I brought this to you once before, but you know me. Those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know that I love supporting other people. That's the, one of the biggest things I do on the show. That's one of the biggest things I do, period. And so I'm going to bring back Support Week, and I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm going to do it a little different, and I'm going to be supporting some people that you know, um, some past guests, as well as some people that you may not know. And so, but you'll be, you'll be familiar with them because you, if you've been looking at my social media, you have seen them on there as well. So I'm going to bring it back, and I'm just going to be sharing some, 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 uh, some pictures, some videos, and, and some uh, products from these other great people because I just think that one of, the big, one of the 
greatest things that we can do for one another is, is support one another. Because if we don't support, if we don't support each other through things, how, how can we really all succeed? There has to be some point where we actually are supporting one another and we're actually there for one another. And not only through the, the best of times, but also through the worst of times. And, um, I'd like to, to take a little pause and thank some of my friends who may be tuning in. I just want to thank them for just their love and support for this show and for, for me as well. As I shared on the last show that I, um, I had some, some issues, some neurological issues. I already shared that, but, and they have been so supportive in that. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. And I actually have a caller, so I'm going to bring the caller on. Caller, you are on the air with me. Hello. I'm so glad. Hello. Thank you so much for letting me. Hello, Nikkei Madison show. I'm so happy. I'm tuning every week. It's a very inspirational show, very uplifting. And I know you're bringing on a guest who has come from a long ways because I read your blog. I read everything about him. And I also think about how not only has he pushed his way through, but so have you. And because you've done it, you want to share with other people what they've done. And what I think about a lot is how people allow life circumstances to be the reason why they don't make it. And when you bring people on to say, see, you can do it, then what, what we have a problem with is that we just accept the situation and don't want to push our way through. And so that's, that's I find to be a lot of problems. And you've got to make up within your own self that whatever the situation is in life, it's not going to get me down. And every time you get pushed back, you've still got to push even the more to get through. And we've got so many uh, success stories that the world can listen to. I mean, st- I mean, from Oprah Winfrey. I mean, all of these people have mated, and there's no reason why the rest of us can't make it. And so, and I appreciate it. Now, you've had your challenges that you shared, which would be uh, physical challenges, uh, and but regardless, you still have a talk show. This gentleman went through his challenges as growing up, thought on love, unwanted. There was a very bad relationship with his mother. That's awesome that he went through and now he is where he is. And so what I want to do is encourage the rest of your listeners, call in, call in, because if somebody else talks about what they've been through, then it will even encourage other people and it will encourage your own self. Because everybody goes through because life is terrible, but you've got to encourage yourself sometimes. And you can't allow people to, or situations to get into your head and make you think that you're never going to make it. So I thank you for your show. I thank you for the encouragement. And I thank you. Push on. I'm encouraging you to just, just go, just don't stop because this is really, really amazing. And you're amazing. Thank you, Nikkei. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you very much. I appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. And all your encouragement. Yeah, and I, That's great. Thank you. And I want to encourage the callers. People, other people need to call in and talk about maybe their situations too so that uh, they can encourage people as well. And Absolutely. have a good show. All righty. Oh, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I certainly appreciate that. That is very encouraging. Um, he is. He has contacted me. Um, I'm not sure what's going on right now, but hopefully very soon he will be calling in. But in the meantime, if you have any questions for myself or about this show, please call 347-539-5372 or send me an email to anikepassionjourney.com at gmail.com. And even after, even after the show or during the show, you can always also go to my Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash journey into passion with Nikkei S. 
And you can, um, next week, you can start to see the um, support week that I, I've spoken about. And you'll see some familiar faces as well as some new faces. And um, I'm kind of excited about it because, I, I, like I said, I love to support people and I love to, um, I love to see uh, people win. I, I love to see people soar. And so it's going to be an exciting time. So make sure that you kind of check that out at, uh, at uh, facebook.com slash journey to passion with Nikkei S. And, if, and as also, you can go on my blog at NikkeiMadison.com. Now, on this blog, you'll learn more about me, about the radio show, about why I created the radio show. And um, for those of you who have been tuning in with me for a while, you know that it's all about inspiring and encouraging people. And it's all about um, realizing that you can uh, make it to have great success on your journey towards your passions. And so while we're waiting, one, one of the things that um, I want to bring up is that um, this is a tough time right now for our country. And uh, a lot of people are, are nervous about a lot of different things, and understandably so, because when you, when you turn on the news, what do you hear? What do you see? You see all kinds of things. You see all kinds of things about nu- nuclear things, and you see you see the, the infighting within the Congress, and just all the different kinds of things can just really terrify you. But as I said before on a past show, and if you remember this on the um, election effect, that's one, that's the show that um, we what we had before, and we just talked about how you just need to calm down and and realize that. Your journey will not change based on circumstances. And so with that, we have our guest who just signed on, and I think we are going to pick up right now. Paul, are you with us? Yes, yes, I am. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to come on with us today. And uh, we're a little bit farther into the show, so I'm just going to get right into it. First, let's talk about you. As I said, as I mentioned before, um, you actually – are the first in your family to have a bachelor's degree. Um, tell us about your educational background. Well, um, I, I grew up in the city of Racine, um, Wisconsin, and so my education um, background was um, not very, not very, um, well, I should say this. I, we did not have an advocate in our family that expressed education and to inform us that education is important in the Hunter family. So we did not have that support system like normal families will put education in the forefront, but um, I did not have that at all. Okay. And so, but you actually pressed on and you got your bachelor's degree. What made you press on to get that degree? I think I surrounded myself with positive um, men and women that influenced me, especially um, ministers, um, college professors, school teachers, um, even janitors that will always have a genuine conversation with me regarding education. So that would really propel me to go on and want to succeed success in my in my family. So. You have to look at the hunter, the hunter family lineage. No one in my whole entire family have ever um, graduated from college, so I took it upon myself to lay the foundation that education is important. And so, in 2012, I graduated from Upper Iowa University with a bachelor's of science in business administration. So, which is a great accomplishment in the hunter family. Now, you've also been inspiring others um, as a motivational speaker. In fact, I read that your theme is called It's Possible to Live Your Dreams. Tell us more about your message. Well, the message, it is possible to live your dreams because you have so many young men and women that's living in a inner city um, that do not have any hope. So my, what my story does and my message does inspire them to get off the coat to get off the couch and to to go out and pursue their dreams. And it is possible. And I, I, I try to break it down to let them know one, you have to stay hungry. Two, you have to um you have to surround yourself with positive men and 
you um you have to stay hungry for education. And so that that plays a significant role in everybody's lives today. And so uh, I enjoy going into the middle schools and high school and speaking to young men and women about the importance of education because my message is very positive and it's simple. I want to make sure that young men and young women go out and pursue their education and pursue their dreams. Absolutely. Now, your book, No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child, which is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the Nook, eBooks, Kindle Fire, and iTunes. And um, also, for my listeners, if you want to go to paullamarhunter.com, you can also see more information as well. Now, let's get into it because it's a little bumpy ride here, and um, anybody who's uh, read the book will know exactly what I'm talking about. And so one of the main, one of the main things that people will, will remember is your your um, tumultuous relationship with your mother, and it's uh, been it's quite prevalent in in the book. And so one of the things that I wanted to definitely ask you is that you refer to her sometimes you say my mother, but sometimes you just use the letter E. Why do you just use the letter E? <laughs> Well, I, I, I want the readers to be very um, curious because in the Herner family, we were not allowed to call or refer to my mother as mom or mother. We had to refer to her as E. So that is something that I talk about in the book. So the listeners will have to, you know, go out and get the book and they will understand what the letter E means, and that's what she wanted us to call her. And it was strange because growing up in a big family and seeing other families, uh, we uh, refer to their mom as mother or mom or father mm-hmm. or dad, but not in the Hunter family. So it was it was it was very difficult, and so. When we did not call her E, she would lash out and she would hit us or she would discipline us. You know, the old, I call it the old slave beating where you have to go out and get a switch or sometimes she would use the um, extension cord to, to, to whip us, give us that old slave beating. But she, she hated, she hated her children referring to her as mom or mother. Now, in Chapter 6 of the book, it's called A Mother with Two Faces. And you write about there's the public, loving, positive, caring individual who has a mission to save the world and rescue people and provide them with food, shelter, and other services. Then there's the face of criticism, the insensitivity and the self-centeredness that you saw behind closed doors. So, and you actually, like you mentioned, you just felt unloved by her. So tell me an instance where you actually saw that transition, because it probably happened well, within minutes. Well, there, there were a particular time when my mom was at the homeless shelter, and we were allowed to go there. And I noticed how she would treat the homeless men and women with love and compassion would give them hugs, and they were allowed to call her mother or mom. On the other hand, when she left the shelter and she went home, it was totally evil. It was totally chaos in in the Hunter family. Um, If any of my siblings did not come home, did come home a little late, she would lash out because of that because my older siblings, she wanted my older siblings siblings to be at home all the time so that way they can take care of the young children, which was myself and my other um, siblings as well. So that's why I give a lot of credit to my older siblings because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here today. But my my mom had two different faces, a positive face and a negative face, a, a negative face. And so she just lashed out at 
a lot of my siblings in myself. So she was just totally different. It was like a facade. You know, in the shelter, she was loving and kind, and she would comfort people. And But when she got home, she never she never shared those um, attributes or never displayed that in, in the Harner family. Now, so, it's interesting because yeah. in the... Yeah, it's interesting. In the first chapter, in the uh, first paragraph, you write that when I came into this world, I unwittingly stepped into a production stage, a life pageant, if you will, of my own mother's own creation. So you and you felt like you were, you and your siblings were like stagehands, and and so tell us about that experience. Look, I, I think that we were stagehands because <laughs> there's a lot that we we did, you know. Um, I have to say this, that the homeless shelter that she created in the city of Racine, Wisconsin, is the first homeless shelter in the state of Wisconsin that was organized and formed by a black woman. So I have to give my mom credit for that. So, and it's called Love, the Love and Charity Mission, correct? Yes, and, and, and it shut down like um, two years ago. It's no longer... Um, it's no longer available. So Love and Charity is no longer available. They closed the doors like two years ago um, because my mom refused to um, transfer power over to any of her children. So the legacy will continue. So she didn't want that. So, uh, But back to this, we felt like we were just, just basically her product and that we supposed to do what she wants us to do, and we would just we would go along with it, as like um, in a movie you have your you have your supporting cast, and we were the supporting cast, and she was the the lead actress, and so we had to go along with it, but we did not like it at all. But one thing I will say, interacting with a lot of men and women that came into the doors of love and charity had taught me how to be a better productive man in society because I learned not to do drugs or not to do alcohol and to always be positive and always make a contribution to society. So it had its good things and it also had its bad things as well. So I guess what I was picking up when I watched the video of you, I think it was on uh, Fox and Friends, where it was your, yourself, your mother, and your sister. And it did kind of look uncomfortable a little bit. So was I picking up something correctly on that? Yes, it, 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 it was uh, very uncomfortable. Because, you know, Fox and Friends, um, I still communicate with, uh, with the producers, and they really do their research. And they know that having a big family, that you will have some functional moments and also that you will have some dysfunctional um, moments as well. But it was a lot of dysfunctional in the Hunter family. It's a normal, typical family. So you will have that. But uh, my mother, my mother, I have to say this, she's not perfect. You know, I'm a father myself. I am not perfect. But my mother is not perfect. My mother grew up in um, Vicksburg, Mississippi. My mother saw her cousin get raped, saw her cousin get murdered by the KKK. So a lot of things that happened in my mom's life, I think with a lot of that um, trauma and her parents telling her that she would never amount to anything, and she just thought that was the norm to say to your kids, but in reality, it was the abnormal. So my mother is not perfect. She made, she made many mistakes. So, and I think it's because of her childhood. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to my other siblings having children and myself having children, we are in the business of building our children up and not tearing them down. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. 
And, yeah. you know, I, I, I can remember a time when my daughter, um, I picked up my daughter and gave my daughter a hug at, at my mom's shelter. My mom did not like that because she feels that, yeah, you know, she, she didn't like it because she feels that, uh, that a child should not hug their parents. My mother is not a loving, kind, or she doesn't like to hug. It's like taboo to her. Mm-hmm. So and, and when it came to my siblings having kids, we were totally opposite from our mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of your siblings, I think I was, I think I'm reading this right. It says, um, we do have 10 sisters. Ten sisters and eleven brothers before the loss of your, of a couple of your siblings. No, there's there's eleven there's eleven divas <laughs> and ten eleven brothers. Eleven divas. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. But, no, but, okay. But there there my mother my mother had twenty one children. There are seventeen of us living today, sixty three grandchildren and eighty six great grandchildren. So. Yeah, that's. Wow, that's that's so, interesting so. because as of the book, you had eighteen. So you lost another sibling. Yes, yes, I lost oh, a brother. My. Um, my brother passed away two years ago. Mm. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. My goodness. Now, one of the um, one of the situations I I just had to bring this up because this is I just don't know how you you got through this. Um, talking about the death of your brother Thomas, which in itself is tragic, but the way he died involved yourself and one of your other brothers. And so, how did you get through that? Because that it was even put in the it was in the papers and everything. How did how did you get through that? I, I, I well, I have to say this: um, the churches are not what they used to be compared to when I was coming up. There was a lot of men and women, what they used to call prayer warriors. They used to come to our house and have Bible study with us during that time, and they would pray with us during that time because it was a hard time. When you lose a loved one in your family, it is very difficult time. So the churches was very helpful of coming over and praying with my mother and praying with us. As a family, that was that was the number one tool that we were able to use is the churches. Mm-hmm. They were, and I'm serious about it. They came home, they yeah. prayed with us. You know, they cried with us. They made sure that we had food on our table, that we were going to Bible study, that we were continually praying, and you know, asking God to 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 heal us. And, and that what really helped us and brought us together um, as a family. But a year after that, my father passed away in a awful right. um, car, car crash. So we had to deal with that. That was like back to back. So we, we dealt with that, and we and we continued to um, move forward. Speaking of that, he died at such a young age, at 42. And so what I want to know, because you're older than that now, what was going through your mind, because you mentioned that you were, you know, kind of nervous about that. What was going through your mind on your 43rd birthday? No, see, what I, I always knew that my dad died at the age of 42. So what I wanted to do was outlive my dad. You know, you always hear parents say, I want to outlive my mother. I want to outlive my, 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 my dad. You know, you always hear parents say that. And so... That trickled down to a lot of my siblings and also myself. And I always wanted to outlive my father. Now I'm 46 years old. I did outlive my father. And I hope that my four children outlive me. Yeah. I really do. Absolutely. Now, as of the book, you said you hadn't visited his grave. Have you since? Say that again. I said, as of the book, you said you mentioned that you hadn't visited his grave. Have you since? No, I have not. Um, I left um, Racine, Wisconsin in 2013. 
13, and then I returned two years later for my brother's funeral, and I still haven't um, visited the, the grave site at all. I have not. But um, I will one day, what? and, uh, yeah. and, and, and I'm hoping you that, doing that, well, I think that I really, I really don't want to bring closure, you know, because I have a positive image of my father in my head, and I know that he's he passed away, and so I really don't want to um, bring that closure to him yet. I just want to keep that positive image in my head of my father. Oh. Okay, interesting. Now there, there's so many things to to bring up from the book because it's uh and it's just not enough time to get to everything. But um, one of the things that I wanted to mention, uh, just a couple more things, is that uh, you, as somebody who went from skipping school to going parties and and uh, trying to intercept that inevitable call from the school, <laughs> I thought that was that was interesting. Um, what made you? What made? What was the turnaround from going from that point to where you are now? What was that turnaround? Well, I think the turnaround came when I saw a lot of my siblings and brothers going out and partying, and then being addicted to drugs and alcohol, and not being responsible at all. And so, I always looked at their life, and I looked at their failures, and I told myself that I do not want to experience that type of lifestyle at all. So that really changed changed me a lot. And then I began to just pay attention to how people live their lives. And yeah. not only my siblings, but also the homeless men that I and women that I interacted with inside of Love and Charity um, Mission. It really it really shaped my life. And you know, as a as a forty seven year old, a forty six year old, I can say today that I don't use drugs, I don't drink or do any alcohol whatsoever. So <laughs> Yeah. You know. Yeah. So mm, so that's what I think that's what really uh really um helped me out today. Now, going back to your mother, have you mentioned your relationship with her? My mother and I we have a great relationship because it is out of sight, out of mind. Um, I communicate with my mom on Saturdays and, and Monday, and uh, we have a great relationship because it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, my mom is 83 years old, but um, I talk to a lot of my siblings, and they tell me this, they go around her, and it's always something negative. So, <laughs> so, the, best, okay. so the best relationship that I have is you know with her is out of sight, out of mind. But when we do talk on the phone, we talk on the phone for about forty five minutes to an hour. And it's 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 a okay. positive conversation. Okay. Okay. So I, right. I do not I do not I do not hold any animosity or any hatred or resentment in my heart for my mom because you know, my mom, like I said, she was not perfect. She was not mm-hmm. perfect. What she had learned as a child, she thought it was the norm, but in reality, it was the abnorm. So she's not perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, now if you have any questions or comments for the show, please call 347-539-5372 and press number one when you're ready to answer your, ask your question, or you can send an email to Journey at gmail.com. Now, as I said, you have uh, made many radio, national and local appearances on radio and and television, including the Tom Joy Morning Show and Tabitha Smiley Show and Fox and Friends. And so when did you first get that kind of um, attention from television and radio? What was your first experience? Well, my my first experience came with um, Ebony Magazine. And I'm going to tell you this quick little story, what happened with Ebony Magazine. I had talked okay. to an editor when I had pitched the story, and it was on a Friday. And she had told me, you give me a call Monday at 1030. Right at 1030, Monday, I gave her a call. 
and this woman just went totally off on me. <laughs> so I just said, okay, hung up the phone, left it alone. So I waited. I waited for six months. Then I called back, and I got a hold to a young lady named Monica Jones. And Monica Jones had said, okay, I'm going to pitch the story to the editor-in-chief, which she did. The editor-in-chief had told her in the editorial meeting because she indicated that people were against this and don't nobody want to hear about a family of 21 children. That's what they were saying. But the editor-in-chief told her at that particular time, do the story, but make sure that you get all of his siblings together. So I had to get convince all my siblings that live in different states to come back for the photo shoot for Ebony Magazine, wow. and they were excited to be a part of Ebony Magazine. So, you know, I sure. built that relationship. I built that relationship with them, and then a couple of years later, when I graduated, I was trying to get back into Ebony Magazine, and so things had changed. There were new editors, and I pitched the story, but the story did not come out until 2014. So I was uh, in 2006, I was in Ebony Magazine, and also in, in 2014, I was profiled in Ebony Magazine. So it was a great accomplishment for, for me. Yeah. And then I just started to, you know, connect with people, get on the phone call, and pitch the story to, mm-hmm. to different um, media outlets. And I'm going to continue to pitch it. So if you look at my book today, no Love, No Charity, that book has been adapted into a screenplay. So I'm excited about that. Awesome, awesome. Now, before we talk about that, what was the lady yelling at you about? <laughs> I'm curious. Because she felt that no one wanted to hear about a family or a mother that had 21 children. You know, you, you have to look. But she's you yelling at, at you these, about this? Yeah, she said that, you know, it, uh, don't nobody want to read about it. So you got to look at this. If you look at these newspaper publications and magazines publications, their number one focus is on celebrities. Don't nobody want to hear about celebrities. <laughs> people want to hear about real people that's making an impact in, in the community, that making mm-hmm. other people's lives change dramatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Okay, so screenplay. Tell us about that. Say that again? The screenplay. Tell us about the screenplay. Well, um, a young man completed the screenplay. He's a, a ASU graduate, and so he, he, he loved my book, and so he had requested to uh, write the screenplay, so he did a awesome job in writing the screenplay. And so now the biggest project that I'm working on is um, getting that screenplay in the right hands of um, Hollywood producers and, and movie okay. directors in, in Hollywood and, and also in uh, New York City as well. So I'm hoping that one day that um, the life story of Paul Lamar Hunter will be told into a movie and, and millions of people will um, come out and watch the movie. Wow, I gotta tell you after after your book, it's it's gonna be quite a story. <laughs> it's going to be quite a story. Wow. Okay. Now one of the things. Oh, we are down to the last sixteen minutes of the show. It goes by so quickly. And so one of the things I want to get to is you write the, you write that despite your misfortunes and failures, and I quote, your determined spirit and unshakable faith this lifted you above the prey, above the fray. So. Tell us about that unshakable spirit, unshakable faith and determined spirit. Well, it's like this. No matter what happens in your life, you can be in an abyss. You still have the faith. You still have that unshakable faith that I will survive, that I am an overcomer. So every day when I get up in the morning, I always say that I am faithful, I am an overcomer, I am smart, I am bright, 
I am determined, I am loving, I am kind, no matter what my circumstances are, I do not let it dictate my future or my day. You have to have faith to believe that you can achieve success. And that's the reason why I was able to graduate from college, because of my faith and because I believe that I can achieve success. Now, you know, this show is um, about taking a journey towards your passions. And so for you, what is your definition of passion? I think my definition of passion is that when you love what you do, when you see people get excited about your story, about you telling them where you came from and how you made it. And so I still have a passion that is continually burning on the inside because you look at me now, everybody is coming to me, want to want me to share my story on the radio in a newspaper. So my passion will continue to burn and burn and burn because it's, it's 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 me, you know. It's 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 me that's out there um, selling my story, and the passion will continue to burn and burn and burn. But mm-hmm. I have to say this: that um, it's just a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Now, you, you have four children. Um, tell us the ages. I have four children, beautiful children. Um, Jana is 23. Victoria is 20. Isaiah is 18. This is his last year in high school, so he graduates June 3rd. And then I have a 12-year-old son, Julian. And then that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> that's it for you. <laughs> that's it. You know, four, four is enough. And if you that's ask four. me who, who, who gave me the trouble, I would have to tell you the oldest one. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are your dreams for your children? Well, um, I want to see my children, all four of them, complete college. And so uh, – I have the oldest one. She went to college, but she decided to drop out. The 21, the 20 year old, she's in college. My son is planning on going to college, and my 12 year old, he wants to go to college uh, as well. So now, uh, I want to see all of them graduate from college because I laid the foundation in the Hunter family, and once I laid that foundation in the Hunter family, that education is important. You know, I had a niece that graduated in 2014 as a registered nurse. And also in 2016, I had another niece that uh, recently graduated uh, from the University of Minnesota, and she is a social worker. So the foundation has been laid. So I want to see a lot of my nieces and nephews um, and relatives go back to college and graduate because it's never too late. I graduated at the age of 42 years old. So that's the message yeah. right there. It's never too late to graduate. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm going to bring on a caller. We are down to the last few minutes, so I want to get the caller in. Caller, you're on the air. Hi. I just have a question to the, oh, my God, to the guest. I'm feeling this. I, this is awesome, and we can feel the passion that you have for what has what you've gone through through life and going forth. Do you ever think, or have you ever uh, gone into the community and spoken to young young men coming up who have under these same circumstances and uh, and trying to encourage them? This is a wonderful testimony that you have, and I was wondering, do you ever do that in the community? and talk to young young boys, especially teenagers today, and encourage them through and help them to understand that they can also go through and not die at the age of 18? Yes, you know, that, that's, that's one of my jobs. Um, I love talking to young men and, and women because I can relate to them. I was considered at risk 
to be a drug dealer, at risk not to graduate, at risk to go to prison. So I was able to say, you know what, I'm not at risk to go to jail, to go to prison, to be a drug dealer. I turned it around and said, I am a successful graduate. I am a businessman. I am smart. I am bright. So whoever is listening um, to this interview, my job is always to motivate young men and women and to tell them they can graduate. Don't look at your circumstance. Look at your future because the future is bright. It's not dark. It is bright. And you have to. The, the most important thing that young men and women have to do, they have to separate themselves from negative people and surround themselves with positive men and women that are moving up in this world. And there's a lot of good people out here, and they are being overlooked. And that's the reason why I'm an advocate of going out to these communities and sharing my personal story of success because, you know, it's about to be summertime, and, and, and I want to educate these young men and women to be on their best behavior. I don't want them being shot by uh, police officers. I want them to conduct themselves as positive men and women. Well, thank you, caller. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Now, we're down to the last eight minutes, so we don't have much time, so I want to get to where do you see yourself in the next five years? What, uh, I would have to say I, um, I see myself um, continuing out there motivating men and women, um, writing more books. You know, um, I'm working on one right now, which is the title is going to be overlooked because there's a lot of positive, like I say, positive men and women that are doing some great things in the community, but they are being overlooked. So now it's time like for – for me to um, share their personal story and and put the media on blast and say, why aren't you so focused on a lot of these celebrities and you need to be focused on the real issues here because the media really can make an impact on our community if they will go into the community and tell the story of what's really going on and then we'll see dramatic changes. Yes, yes. Now, if you had a chance, this is my, I call this my Oprah question, if you had a chance to go back and talk to your younger self from, from where you are now, that struggling young man, what kind of advice would you have for him? For myself is to always... For your, for your younger self. Always have an open mind. Always surround yourself with positive men and women. Stay positive, never give up, and be a leader in the community and embrace change because change is happening all the time. Wow. You've been through so many things. Do you have any regrets? No, I don't have any regrets whatsoever because it's a part of my life. So there's no, mm-hmm. there's, there's no, there's no regrets. You know, I, I, I love um, the way I was brought up, because it made me a, a better man today. I love my children. I love the people that came in and out of my life. So there is no regrets whatsoever. I love that. I love that. Now, we're down to the last few minutes, so I want to make sure that we get in all the different ways that we can get information on you. So go ahead and in a couple of minutes just tell us how we can get more information on you. Well, well. first, if you want to get information on me, you can go to my website, paullamarhunter.com, paullamarhunter.com. But I also want you to go out and purchase the book, No Love, No Charity, The Success Story of the 19th Child. No Love, No Charity, The Success Story of the 19th Child. That book is available at Barnes & Noble's Amazon.com. This book will change your life. This book is a game changer. This book will make you a better person and a 
get the book. I am available for book signing, speaking engagement. So go to my website, paullamarhunter.com. Excellent, excellent. Okay. And um, you mentioned that you will be writing more books, and I want to um, reiterate that as, as well, that you will be. So look for more books from you. And um, like I said, you can go to his website for speaking engagements. And now, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts is this. I want my sisters and brothers, I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanics, Asians, I want you to understand, do not let your circumstances dictate your future. You were created with purpose. You are a leader. You are smart. You are bright. You are intelligent. Get involved in your community and make a positive impact. Thank you, and God bless you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, stick stick around. I'm going to be calling you after the show, okay? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Well, you have been listening to my conversation with the inspiring author, speaker, and CEO, Paul Lamar, Paul Lamar Hunter, on Journey into Passion with me, Anika S., on Everyday Folks Radio. I hope that you have been inspired today. Please let me know by posting your comments on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash journey into passion with Anika S. If you missed any part of our conversation, I will have information on my page about not only Paul, but how you can hear the playback of today's show. And you can also learn more information, as we said, at paullamarhunter.com. To catch up with all things everyday folks, you can uh, go to blogtalkradio.com slash everydayfolksradio and hear shows by uh, Billy Jones, BJ Speaks, and the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop, as well as past shows of mine that you may have missed. I want to say congratulations to my Georgia listeners for getting out to vote. The runoff, the runoff vote in June sends a clear message that of some desired change. Now, it's not, over, it's not over yet. I hope you get out once again in June to vote in the 6th Congressional District election. I had to make a, cl- a change that will affect next week's show, so I won't be back on the air until May 13th, but you can always catch up past shows that you have missed on my Facebook page, as well as inspirational posts. Now, on May 13th, I will be celebrating one year on the air, so make sure you come back at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and get ready for an hour that I am sure you will not forget. Author, professor, creator of Everyday Folks Radio, Dr. Billy Jones will be joining me as my special guest. This promises to be a fun, inspirational, and memorable hour. And we get to hear about some of the exciting things that Billy has been up to. And if you haven't already, pick up his book, Everyday Folks, Short Stories on the Common People, at Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, iUniverse, or Amazon.com. Billy and I will be doing something special on this day to to mark the one-year anniversary, so make sure that you tune in. And my final thought is this. The darkest areas usually seem to envelop the most, most parts of our journey. But if you keep seeking the various paths with light, you will begin to notice that they will lead you to the remaining path, which is well-lit. This, then you'll be guided towards the ultimate destination called success. And after today's interview, you, you, you realize that you can come through the darkness as Paul has as, as reiterated so many different times. So I hope that you got that, that very point out of this conversation and so much more. Now, if you have any question or comments, don't forget, you can send me an email to Journey at gmail.com at any time or go to my Facebook page at Journey to Passion with Nikkei S. And you can also go to my blog at anikamadison.com. That's A-N-I-K-A-Madison.com for more information, and I will have not only information about the show, but about me and about some other things that are coming up. And also I have some information on other people that I recommend that I know will inspire you. And I really hope that you were inspired today. Um, that is really what this, this series is about, is about inspiring you. It's about encouraging you. And I hope that that happened today. Have a great and successful week. Thank you for t- tuning in. 
and I wish you great success on your journey towards your passion. Have an amazing week.